previously on Follow the Leader. I hope to find common ground with both Morden and Marlowe. And I guess, you know, within regards to clearing completely Morden's name, and then also, you know, I guess, like, let's just bond about the ocean <laughs> and being captains or something. Is there any way that we are able to to not be so awkward between us? Considering the fact that I did just arrest Morden and then have to fight Marlo mm. and then uncover mm. the fact that Marlo had a skull for a head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, much. I mean, most and people then have skulls. Ignored my advances. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like completely just oblivious to the the come on, and then cue into it a moment awkwardly later and just go, oh, I, I apologize. Oh, did he finally cue it? <laughs> he cued in when Marlo was just like, I'll. I will I will gladly step in. He's like, oh, <laughs> there's not many things that he wouldn't be able to offer on behalf of the crown for recovering clues to an armada's vessel's destruction. But his body is not willingly one of them. <laughs> no, Morden has a, a very unique style, you could say. But I can certainly sympathize with having to ride herd on a group like the one that Morden runs with. I can't imagine it's that similar to what you do, being as the precise armada is. Precise? (laughs) More clockwork than people. You think that. That might seem that way at first, but they're good crew. The Titan, at least. I have not served aboard many other ships. The Titan was my first, and she still is. First, last, and only then? As many loves are to their captains. I don't know, I quite enjoy being on the bottom of the ocean. I would imagine you find it much more agreeable than most of us here at this table. (laughs) True enough. (laughs) I think Morden looks a little cagey at that. Just a little bit, or just like takes a sip from his drink. Oh, I want to say that Yorwith, like, waggles his eyebrows. Because, like, Yorwith can tell something's funky with this dude. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, Morden will maybe give a slight inclination to the head. And, like, I think Yorwith will can see that quality in Morden's eyes. So we should be ready to leave shortly. Um, I should let you know that this is not, this shipwreck is not within my territory, per se a little bit further outside of what wouldn't consider the territory of me and mine shouldn't be a problem i should be able to you know talk my way out of it i mean no no talk my way out (laughs) it should be fine you must forgive me but i do not feel completely reassured by that i just thought i should let you know that we may run into others uh, so I suppose this question is, how much do we want to advance the plot? Or, I was about to say, how much do we want to be on our bullshit? We always want to be on our bullshit. That's what this podcast yeah, is for. Yeah, we want to be on our bullshit. Yeah. Because yeah. what I was going to say was, hey, Dora, how do you feel about <laughs> Marlo getting back to his captain's cabin to find Morden in there and doing a tryst? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That That sounds delightful. Captain Graves, I do hope you'll forgive the intrusion. Ah. Well, I 
suppose I brought this on myself. What, uh, what hospitality can I extend to you as a guest? <sighs> Marlowe, like, snaps the book shut and sets <laughs> it on the desk. Don't do that. I just, I wanted to talk to you. All right, let's have a conversation. I don't know where I want to start. I suppose it would be prudent to, uh, um, there's no really tactful way to bring up the cursed situation. Hmm. What happened? I had a goal in mind. I chose perhaps not the most easy target and when I tried to when I tried to take what I wanted and liberate it from the grasp of such unsavory sorts, I was caught and everything backfired and now I am as do you see me? And he kind of gestures to himself and like it's nighttime, so he looks normal, but you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't suppose there's any point in me asking why you uh chose to challenge the good captain. Can't say I wasn't flattered. It was it was a moment of weakness. I succumbed to nostalgia, I suppose. So that's what I am for you. You're someone I spent a pleasant time with until, well, you know. I know. And I didn't want to see you in chains. Even though we disagree, you don't deserve that. Well, thank you for that, at least. I'm sure I could have talked my way out of it eventually, but I won't deny that the help was appreciated and what a sight it was. We now return to your game, already in progress. We still haven't had a dance or truth or dare. Well, depending on how long the trip is out to where this ship sank, we can play truth or dare on the way. <gasps> yes. We've got to do seven to pass the time. Yeah, that's a great idea. We're all on the way to the sunken ship and on the way to the sunken ship we are going to play a round of truth or dare everybody plays uh you're gathered somewhere in the night and uh you're well sated after a meal uh what do you notice about each other what have you heard where are you how did you come to be here um i think we're on the deck did we take all three ships or did we just take uh the titan Hmm. uh the titan's big enough to fit whoever wants to come along. But I don't know if you guys wanted to, to bring your own individual ships or not. I'm just chilling on the Titan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have no ship in this fight. <laughs> sure don't. Why don't we say that all three ships are, are there, but uh, mm-hmm. we're all on the deck of the Titan right now. Sounds good. Anyone may ask uh, questions about the setting and circumstances. And playing the game, we go around the table and choose another character to ask truth or dare. Uh, choose freely from the list below or make up your own. No player may be targeted uh, more than twice in a round, uh, nor may the same dare or question be made more than once in a round. Uh, the player who picked the game begins, so I will do so. 
If someone refuses to answer or perform their dare, uh, they're out of the game. Uh, characters may lie, but the spirit of the game is to tell the truth. If it's obvious that the character is lying at the player's discretion and they get called on it, they are out. Uh, no dares should be lethal, though they may be humiliating or cause mild to moderate <laughs> discomfort. Uh, and the game continues <laughs> until all but one player is out or until everyone agrees to end play. So I think we're sitting on the deck of the Arcadian Titan. Maybe it's like a cloudless sky and, you know, we're far enough away from, from port that, you know, there's no sort of light pollution or anything. And the, uh, you know, there's just stars above us and a couple of lanterns and that's the only light. Maybe it's even a new moon. And uh, maybe we're already like a couple of, round of rounds of ale in. I think uh, Marlo kind of like looks at Yorwith and is I'm raising my eyebrows. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and audio medium. Yeah, great radio eyebrow raising. Um, I think he looks at Yorwith and uh, he says, "Tell me, Sir Yorwith, if you could do any one thing right now, what would it be?" Um, sorry. My, my immediate response is one thing. Eyebrow. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, he sort of, you know, laughs and says, I don't know anything. He looks at Ian, and then he doesn't look at Ian anymore. <laughs> I, I don't believe I could rightly say. Uh, I don't. I am content to be simply as I am here with you all. Does that suffice? Hmm. Marlo, like, kind of, like, hides a uh, knowing smile behind uh, his tankard as he takes another another drink. So next in the order would be Captain Ian. I think Ian's not... He's not not participating, but he's, like... He's still very much always looks like he's on duty. And so um, he's like kind of like reclining nearby, but is also just kind of watching his crew and then watching the ships and watching the seas and is like only half paying attention. But um, I am pretty sure he noticed, he did notice the look because now he's, now he's cued in on it. <laughs> um, oh, has he finally cued in? <laughs> it, yes. The, the initial, the initial attempt was went over his head, but now he's just like, aha, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, let's see. What do I want to ask? For a dare. Yeah. Well, ask. A dare is a request. <laughs> Please go do this. It's amusing. Mm -hmm. I think he would turn to uh, Morden and just say, come now. You've been a pirate on the seas. Sing us one of the bodiest shanties you know. I, I don't have any lyrics to mind, um, but uh, Morden absolutely does, and it's a story uh, or a shanty about. Um, oh, I forget the name of that piece of art. Is it the fisherman's wife, which is the lady yeah. of the octopus. Yeah. Yep. It's the fisherman's wife. 
I think I think this shanty is basically about uh, that, but rather than about rather than a lady, it's about a guy. Nice. So <laughs> I think you probably do get some of the crew when they pick up what's going on singing along. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like. Norwith looks delighted by this. Yeah, uh, Morton's got a really nice sort of singing voice as well, and uh, will like even do like little dance. And if there are any nearby crew members willing, we'll like do a turn and like fully mm. commits to the performance. Definitely, because yes. he's extra like that. <laughs> That's oh, fantastic. Joey Beatty, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like goes like full ham. Um, will occasionally like take one of his scarves and drape it over somebody with a line about one of the tentacles because yes mm. Good. yes <laughs> so yeah delightful mm-hmm. so then it would be your wit's turn mm-hmm. yep oh um hmm. <laughs> your is gonna look directly at gonna be Morden again sorry and say if you were changed by wild magic what would that change be Oh, well, now there's a question. <laughs> there's not really a much more dire- direct way of asking, so what is your deal? <laughs> yeah. I think um, he just kind of grins. And I think for a moment, uh, his teeth look a little sharp. He like gives you a little toast with his glass. It's like, and what makes you think I already haven't been so you're with? Well, I wasn't going to go just go and say that, but I had perhaps an inkling that you had been. But generally when one couches something as a hypothetical, it becomes easier to answer the question. I am exactly as I wish to be. Though I can see certain advantages that might come with being other things. Or having other things. Hmm. Quite. I want to like swivel myself and look at uh, Marlo. And I feel like this is Marlo and Morden have probably played Truth or Dare before. Um, mm-hmm. But this is very much being asked in the spirit of because of the, the, the company they're currently with. I'm just like, Captain Graves, what crime would you commit if you knew you would suffer no consequences? <laughs> Regardless of the consequences, I throw sand in the clockwork of the Precisor model all the time. Eaton with a smirk kind of gives a little uh, bow of acknowledgement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I I played myself with the rules (laughs) (laughs) because I would love to ask Captain Ian the same question. Fuck it, death of the author. author. (laughs) Death of the author, me. Um, I have slain myself and gained more power. Uh, it's a new round anyway. Technically, back yeah. To you. Oh, yeah. Yes. So You're the I, You have no power. <laughs> uh, so uh, I turn to Ian with uh, a, a kind of mischievous uh, smile on my face. And I'd say, Captain Ian. I must ask the same of you. <laughs> what crime would I commit? I can't think of any that would amuse me in such a fashion, I think. One doesn't uh, often commit crime for amusement. I have not need or necessity that I can 
ponder this situation either. I apologize, Captain Graves. You asked a very dull man what would be a very interesting question had he not just been someone quite as boring as I. I've been at the mercy of your sword. I didn't find that particularly boring. I do not think I would have run you through had there been no consequences. There are consequences of the law, and then there are consequences of honor. And I like to think that I do maintain some degree of honor, even if I was outside of the law. As I'm sure the two gentlemen here would agree. And he indicates to both you and Morden. You have no law but your own, so you are beholden to that. And you still do choose to commit crimes against the Armada, so... Are you asking what I would do had I no moral compass? Or just what would happen if I did not fear an armada's wrath upon me? The latter, if you would. Now that is a difficult question. I do not think I know the answer to. Fair enough. Captain Ian's just a good man. He doesn't know how to be a, a, a nasty crying boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a goody goody two shoes. He is. He doesn't have a scoundrelous bone in his body. No. He's. He's the youngest sibling, and yet, he's a well-behaved child. It's weird. <laughs> Whose turn is it next? It's mine. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't mine, and I missed it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, deck, though, Sam. Yeah, you're right after. Got it. So, Ian will turn to Yorwin and say, You have lived a very long time. So what is the one secret that you've kept from everyone you know? Hmm. Everyone I know, or just the present here? We've only just met. I do not think that we are beholden to much of your mysteries. Hmm. Fair point. Sorry, I just just caught sight of the, have you ever pierced your blank with a fishing hook again? And I forgot <laughs> that was one of the questions. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I don't believe any alive know my true age. He just leaves it at that, you know. <laughs> what haven't you, what haven't you, what is a secret you've kept from everybody? How old I am. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I answered the question, that's the secret. Yep. Fair. <laughs> Though, if it were to be a, about secrets I've kept from only those present, by marriage, maybe one of those things takes a sip of his, of his ale and does not elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Marlo's eyebrows go up, but he doesn't say anything. Yorvis is hiding behind his ale at this point. Like, he's 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 not, like, obviously hiding behind his ale, but, like, you spend more than a second looking at him before you go, okay, he's hiding behind that hug. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, Marlo, why don't he actually turns back over to uh, Morden and goes, this would be more, more fun if I asked you. What is the most embarrassing thing you know about uh, Marlo over here? Whew. That was not in <laughs> character. That was... <laughs> huh. Well, embarrassing is entirely a matter of perspective. What you might find embarrassing versus what I might find embarrassing versus what Marlo would be embarrassed for me to tell. They're two, uh, three very different things. Marlo kind of scowls and is like, nothing embarrasses you because you have no shame. I think the spirit of the question would be, what would embarrass Marlo the 
most for us to hear. Hmm. Now I'm trying to think of a, in a thing that <laughs> Morden might know that is, uh, that he, f it's probably not the most embarrassing thing, but that he feels would be a satisfactory answer. This is a tricky one because I don't like ascribing stuff about other people's characters. So, does Marlo have any tattoos that he regrets? I don't think so. Okay. Does he have any tattoos full stop? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that in his look. Um, mm -hmm. he, he has uh, two sleeves um, mm -hmm. that... Uh, let me go back to my reference mm -hmm. folder because I saved some references. Oops, that's sure. not it. Does he have a tramp stamp? No, no, he no. doesn't have a tramp stamp. They're uh, sleeves. I mean, I, I remember he had the sleeve tattoos, but... But also, perhaps, a, perhaps an embarrassing piercing. I've got a thing for it. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are they like full sleeves, as like we as modern day peoples would yeah. think of sleeve tattoos? Yeah. Let me. I I do want to describe, like okay. the. Uh, okay. Yeah. Here was, like they're they're all uh, just black and white, and uh, they they prominently feature like foxes running and there's also one of like a fox curled around a rabbit uh, sleeping. Well I can tell you that when the admirable artist that uh, decorated our fine Captain Graves here uh, and lifts up his own arm to tap uh, just like above just um, above the armpit so like on the underside of the arm getting around towards the back by the shoulder like where if you're ticklish it really sucks to get tickled mm -hmm. when the needle met that patch of skin the shriek that the good captain let out of surprise was nothing so evocative as that of a small child Marlo <laughs> glares <laughs> This is half in character laughing. Like it wasn't intentionally, <laughs> but like this is very much in character that Yorwith would be laughing at this. Marlo glares, but does not that, say anything in his defense. That is precious. You, sir Yorwith, please regale us with a story of your marriage and your spouse. He sort of sits there for a moment, and then he looks a little wistful and goes. Her name is Chell, and she's the most beautiful mermaid in the entire ocean. A marriage is open, you see, like, so, so <laughs> do not worry. You know, I'm not. I'm DTF, my own don't home. worry. That's an indirect <laughs> snort. It's just like. <laughs> of course. Um, but. She is just simply the most beautiful thing in the ocean. Tale of, the tale of our love is more akin to an epic poem than anything else. Um, it would be far too long and involved to give you the whole story, but I saved her from where she was being held captive. Yes, I saved her. Let's just go with that. Um, he's lying. Clearly, he had to be rescued as well. He tried to save her, mm -hmm. fucked up, mm -hmm. and had to be rescued. Um, <laughs> Marlo was willing to let one lie slide, but he's not willing mm -hmm. to let the second one slide. Calls him out. <laughs> yep. Calls your without. Fine. Okay. Sure. Perhaps I didn't do the most... I didn't do the best job doing the rescue. But I I tried and I was part of it. And that's what counts. I did my best. 
In any case, though, we ran away together and it was simply glorious. <laughs> she is back at home and I am adventuring and she wishes me well. So there. <laughs> and then he goes baby. <laughs> He's embarrassed because he gets he turns into a very, a very like my wife kind of guy whenever he has to talk about his wife. <laughs> and thus he's embarrassed by how how heartfelt his emotions are, so he's trying to get past it. Little bit John Malone, that's my wife. <laughs> yes. Uh, good shit. Malo. Hmm. Feel free to get your revenge on Morden. That feels too obvious. <laughs> Actually, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, Marlo looks Morden dead in the eye. And... Mm -hmm. You know, actually, no. Uh, <laughs> hmm. 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 Gosh, I'm torn. Let me... Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Roll. <laughs> Let's see. One, two... Three, four. Let me four. Four whole choices. Yep. Two. Okay. Marlo looks more than dead in the eye. And hmm. he thinks he knows damn well what the answer to this question is. But mm -hmm. he wants to, if he's right, he wants to make Morden say it. And, yeah. uh,. He says, if you could do any one thing right now, what would it be? I think Morden's expression falters a little bit. I think he sets down his ale and he walks off. And um, I think he'll say, actually, don't ask questions you know the answer to. It's beneath you. And I think the voice does have that. I realized that oh, if I did it in a slightly different voice to what I've been doing consistently, I think that's in character. Mm -hmm. And it's not like the usual sort of slightly OTT voice the more theatrical way he likes to talk this is very plainly I'll give sort of a little nod of acknowledgement uh, to Ian and Yorworth and just sort of heads off to the to the bow so he's, he's ducking out, he's not answering the question yeah, he's out, he's out, he's leaving the game oh wow Oof. yeah, technically mm. Yorworth is out too because um, he got oh, called on lying because I got yeah. called out on lying ah, oh, that's right yeah so All right, well. if if Ian wants to ask Marlo something, then uh, he can, um, and then Marlo will leave as well. Or if Ian wants to leave, then the uh, game is over. Um, I think the like the amusement that had been on Ian's face does kind of fall, and he watches Mordingo, but he doesn't follow. And he just kind of like gives a look to Marlo and then turns around and like walks back up towards the the, the wheel. And it's, it's not like an accusatory look. It's just like, I think you know what to do better than I do. And <laughs> like heads back up to to go stand with um, uh, at the, the wheel. Mm. Well, that was a pleasant little jaunt. <laughs> um, you're with us there. All right. Oh, <laughs> in, in character, you're just like, well, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I think yep. I think Marlo sits down his ale as well and uh walks uh to the bow. But uh that is the end of the scene and uh I think it is Mab's turn. Is it time for the great hunt, do you think? Yeah. 
I think it's time for oh, a great yeah. hunt. We're coming on more hours of recording anyway. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, we boy. are. We're coming. <laughs> well, we yeah, started. We're, we're at three and a half, really. We're at three and a half. Yeah. But I mean, also, you I've guys, you guys have been minutes. sitting here for a while longer than I have. Yeah. Mm. It's very true. <laughs> All right. So we're going to we're going to play the great hunt. And that is everyone plays. And let's see. So what are we hunting? Um, what are we hunting? I assume it's what caused the wreck. Yeah. And I'm still trying to but figure that it? out. Well, we yeah. could just be like some kind of creature that did it. And that that's like what maybe the, we get there and we have had off screen like you're with checked in with Coyote. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Morden did what he can do. Um, Please tell us what Morden can do. I'm like dying here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Morden's going to commune with his patron. Very cool and sexy of him. Yeah, I think what this looks like is uh, he'll go over to the Osprey to do this. But what this looks like is um, he... So he gets like climbs down the side of the ship on a rope or a ladder or whatever and submerges himself like so he's in the water um and it's like it's him communicating with uh as his patron the eyes go fully black and um i think there might be a slight shifting in the it might be smaller than that but it is him basically communicating and when he gets back out of the water, I think the teeth are sharp, fully sharp, and the eyes are fully black. And it takes a little while for that all to recede and for him to go uh, back to very how cool he and sexy. Looks. <laughs> if Morden had been the mermaid in this, I was going to say he looks like a like a a, a tiger. Is it a tiger seal? A leopard seal, like fully black eyes, like black like uh, becomes more of a creature of the sea so very cool but is able and i think between that and is able to see like it was some kind of not maybe a, a smaller a, some kind of a kraken or a giant squid driven mad by something and it wasn't like personal but it's a creature that's around and is still hungry mm-hmm. all right um so for uh blah 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 so um the other players may ask questions about your quarry at any time. We're all hunting the same thing, but we'll ask them together. Playing mm-hmm. the game, the other players take turns choosing a series of at least four, but no more than six hazards. They may also make up their own. Hazards may be repurposed no more than once. Throw coins to determine the outcome of the hazards. The number of coins that you gain determines the outcome of the hunt. Are we just going down our like order and picking hazards? Yep. All right. So I guess that means I'm up first. Uh, would you yeah. be or I have never played well I mean I have played a Firebrands game but um, I am still always very confused on the use uh, so you yes. um, you is typically the person who chose the game okay yeah so like I pick a hazard for you and I say this to you Thank yes. you. That's how this works, right? Yes, yes. okay yeah. yeah that makes I mean, sense all of our characters are there technically but it is Mab, it is your game, and so um, we ask you, and uh, uh, you're the one who has who collects the coins uh, okay. to determine the outcome at the end. Thank you. That is that is what I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Carry on. So, 
I'm gonna say the ocean is tempestuous and cruel here. Throw. On heads, you cut a path through this place without being blown off course. You get a coin. On tails, your vessel is tossed around like a plaything, and you lose valuable time weathering the winds of the water. I didn't even intend for that alliteration. <laughs> Sidebar, very proud of myself for reading that completely through on the first try. It was very good, yeah. You did very well. Thank you. Okay, so let's find out. I wrote 1d4. Because <laughs> I, oh, no. I was reading what Dora wrote right above me, and I could have sworn I hit 2, and I somehow typed 4. What does 4 mean? You got double tails. Yeah. Damn. Oh, no. Well, I got tails again anyway. This oh, no. Matter. Oh, my God. I get so many tails. I think it's just uh, an image of Ian's probably being a little too reckless when it comes to to governing the the sails and, the, the like, charting the course. And they get blown off. And it's it wasn't a long journey to get there, but now time has been added. And it is putting everyone kind of in a mood, TM. Your quarry may have been seen near the research, I use the term tower loosely, of the mermaid coyote, because Sam established it and it's good shit, um, throw. On ahead, the locals have seen your quarry and are able to provide helpful information. Gain a, uh, gain a coin. On tails, the locals are hostile and you use valuable time fending them off. Here we go. Let's see what happens on my bad rolls. Oh, yay. I got a one. <laughs> yay. Uh -huh. yay, so I got a coin. That means Kyote is helpful. very helpful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, oh good. I didn't want to have to fight them. <laughs> Let's see, you return to, the, to a site your quarry recently terrorized, throw. On heads, there is valuable information about your quarry's current path, gain a coin. On tails, there is nothing useful to be found. Well, I think we probably return to the site of the wreck. Yeah, maybe, maybe like, Quixote gave us some information about, like, a way we could track it if we had X piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. So. Woohoo! Yay! Well, we get that evidence, because I rolled a one. Yay! Okay. Yay! So, let's see. How much do we want to... Because I don't know Marlo's whole deal, but I am thinking ghost pirates and maybe tying it in to Marlo's curse, if we want to go big picture. Ooh! Talk to some of the ghosts, ghosts on the ship. Well, I meant to say, like, there's, like, there would be, like, scraps of fabric that, like, thrall intents and purposes probably shouldn't be still caught in this way under the ocean or like on bits of the wreckage that are poking out uh and stuff like that and it it like is you know a texture that is like recognizable in a way of like only fabrics made in this area are able to use it but it's like this is more human and it's not just bestial mm. at least from like an initial read of it but then also, if we want to return to it, we can, you know, there is that option. Uh, I guess technically we defeat our quarry. But, mm. I'm just saying, an armada of ghost pirates. That would be pretty darn cool. It'd be pretty dope. Is Marlo's whole ship cursed? Or is it just Marlo? I think it's just Marlo. Thank you. I forgot to ask that earlier. I was thinking it, and then I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it was like a solo thing Marlo did. 
solo rant. Yeah. Um, Sam's turn. Yeah. Do we want to do we want to do the full six hazards? Uh, because we have three of us who are asking questions. Yeah, I think that would be yeah. Good. Let's do it. Cool. Sure. You catch wind of your quarry on the other side of a dangerous coral reef. Throw. On head, you make it through unscathed, making good time, gain point. On tails, your project progress slows to a near crawl. Ooh. I think, like, we see it, we have visual sight of whatever <laughs> it is that we're fighting, mm-hmm. and now it's time to chase it. But, oh no, there's a thing that could cause us to run aground. Don't worry, I rolled a one. So oh, I'm yeah. doing, I'm, I'm hot to trot right now. You started off yet. rough. But we're, we're getting, we're making good. It takes some careful navigation, but I think, you know, uh, we make it through. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. A freak weather pattern is causing, and I want to say St. Elmo's fire, which is Ooh. weather phenomenon in which luminous plasma is created by corona discharge from a sharp or pointed object in a strong electric field in the atmosphere such as those generated by thunderstorms or created by a volcanic eruption. That's extremely so, cool. Yeah. It's like these weird glowing balls of stuff. Like, I think a storm rolls in overhead and then there's these yeah. weird plasma balls, like, pinging around. And uh, you've got to sort of uh, uh, go around them or uh, move. So you, if one hits a ship, it's going to be bad. Right. Um throw on heads you weather it without being thrown off course gain a coin on tails your heading is shifted and it takes some time to regain your course uh two oof yes so you know we we try to make some progress but the strikes are too too near and too frequent so we have to go around and lose sight of the quarry last one Hmm. I think we'll finish up with um, I'm going to modify this one a little bit uh, since we're following whatever like magical guidance Quixote gave us. Your quarry appears to roost near a desolate and rocky island throw. On heads, uh, the path is an easy one and you're able to handily make the journey, gain a coin. On tails, the way is too treacherous to even risk. Drum roll, please. A two. Aww. 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 <laughs> beans. Aww, beans. Uh, so you said it was like in in a rocky... Uh, like like a desolate rocky island. Yeah. Um, so like... The thing is, it's like it's probably we're too busy, like trying to carefully pick our way through. And I know, so like we've we've run our six, and I cut out with three coins. And the result for three coins is you tussle with your quarry, and you both live to fight another day. So I think it's coming up to that that rocky island. We had been exchanging cannonball fire, whatever cannon fire, and uh it has been like careful navigating and then it's just we have to to slow down so like it's just way too dangerous for us and the other ship manages to just like slip away and 
we lose sight of them. And then even when we get a chance, the opportunity to, to make land and go and investigate, we cannot find like hide nor hair of this ship. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ian's very frustrated. <laughs> I, give him, I give him a little conciliatory pat on the shoulder. It's kind of damp and a little uncomfortable. <laughs> he's been a captain on a ship for 20 years. I think he's fine with damp hands patting him on the shoulder. <laughs> Valid. Bari escapes to fight another day. Yep. What do we do after that? It's time for uh, epilogues, right? Yeah, ending yep. play. Yeah, so once we've decided to end play, go around the table one last time and narrate a brief epilogue for your characters, ask, answering any remaining questions you may have about their fate. Uh, and I figure we can just kind of like popcorn this whenever mm-hmm. somebody has an idea. I feel like Yorwith is probably going to stick around, uh, like kind of following Ian's ship around, but not really. Yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, I think that he's definitely just going to, like, sort of stick around and generally be a nuisance, but, like, also because he's trying to help. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Morden, uh, Morden did his bit to help Captain Ian, so he's going to make use of uh, being ignored by the Navy <laughs> for a bit and uh, heads off with the crew of the Osprey. And uh, is gonna find the person who cursed Marlow <laughs> and try and do something about it, because uh, Marlow isn't the only one that feels like people don't get to fuck with what's his. <laughs> so I don't know if he manages it, or if I think maybe he finds this person, and that's sort of like the last we see of it is uh, him preparing to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I think Marlowe, like, gets the lucky shot repaired um, using the the treasure that he'd had buried. But I do think, like, he... I think he sticks around to help, like, try to find the the ship, at least for a little bit. Like, he's not, like, throwing his lot in with the Armada by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, there, there's maybe like a sort of like tense alliance between him and Captain Ian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they manage to resolve this issue, but uh, at least where we leave off with Marlowe, um, maybe, maybe like the the parting shot for him is just like a handshake, like a gentleman's handshake uh, <laughs> at night, and uh, him striding off the. Uh, off the deck of the titan yeah and ian's conclusion is definitely becoming a lot more focused on finding this and i think there might be you know a few other armada ships that pop up and possibly even a few you know non-armada ships and uh just starting to to trying to to gather clues and piece together where this other ship may be and the pieces of it are coming he doesn't have a paranoia board i will say (laughs) but um he's got you know what carol oh (laughs) please carry on um you know he he is like 
his map is filling up with markers of shipwreckages and he's um you know not very much closer to an answer but definitely on the trail of something awesome hey guys we did it we, we did, did it, it. Yeah. well let's record our outro and then we can goof off well i mean we didn't do it we almost did it but we survived yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we recorded a podcast episode and we finished yeah. it and that's what we did yes, yes. you didn't we finished have a to... narrative thread yes you were able to save the podcast episode yay yay Woo. um we saved the pig and the frog yeah. it's too late to save the movie oh <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so I've been Dora. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and you can find the games that I've written, including this one, at uh, harpydora.itch.io. I've been Sam. You can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and you can also find pictures of my cat there, Um, (laughs) as she's been trying to make herself known for the past 20 minutes. There she is. Hi, baby. Uh, I've been Jade. You can find me on Twitter at JadeOxfordRose. Please come talk to me about my new trash son. I hope you enjoyed him. <laughs> I'm uh, so glad he got to like have a character now. Yeah, me too. Um, and that's me. And I'm Mab. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at LittleLadyMab doing shenanigans. That's all I know how to do. So many oh, shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans all the way down. Oh, nope. nope. <laughs> I just wrote times. <laughs> Nope. Nope. Uh, it's we... been a time, everyone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, clap on 40. Yeah. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!